Hello. It's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. We are six hours behind on the normal release schedule for Han Talks First, but I had a busy, hectic, long weekend. But we're here now, and we're here to talk about one thing. Me. I'm kidding. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Obviously, Disney Plus Day was on Friday. We got nothing from it. I'm going to tell you about that. I'm also going to tell you about the little that we did get from Disney Plus Day, which was, of course, behind the helmet, the Book of Boba Fett, or Boba Fett behind the scenes type thing. Also, a little bit of some news related to Chloe Zhao and also related to Obi-Wan and just whatever whatever the hell else we could talk about. So thanks for tuning in with me tonight and hope you guys had a great day and hopefully you can kick back, relax, and enjoy some Star Wars conversation. You're listening to Han Talks First. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. So yes, one episode one hundred and fifty nine. I don't expect anyone to be watching this live because we're doing it at such a odd hour. So might not be as much engagement with a live audience, but it's okay because most of our listeners are on audio platform only so they don't even get to engage with us live which is fine so uh, i think they might be a little appreciative of that unless they like the dialogue between the viewer and the speakers i'm not sure i guess we'll find out but anyway if you are new to this channel for instance feel free to subscribe you know then you never miss an episode we also do tons of other videos something that i'm doing for this month is i am releasing deleted scenes from all the prequel movies it's no nut November, so distract yourself by checking out some deleted Star Wars scenes on the channel. <laughs> and if you're not not participating in no nut November, you, you can still check out some awesome deleted scenes. I'm starting out with my favorites, and then I'm gonna just end up posting all of them. So for your viewing pleasure alone, one of my favorites that is out right now is I just uploaded the um uh, Qui-Gon gives young Anakin a lesson on fighting and that just dropped yesterday and another one will be coming out tomorrow. The one coming out tomorrow is of one of my favorite scenes of all Star Wars. It's the pod race scene, but it's the extended version. So it's a bunch of stuff that didn't make it into the final cut, which I really love. You guys might like as well. And then of course, if you're listening on this on the audio platform, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Music. We're also on Spotify and stitcher overcast whatever fun fact most of our listeners listen to han talks first on apple and apple is the one podcast host that you can actually rate and review the show if you guys who are listeners of on podcast on um apple please consider doing that it help it helps so much with the show and it can get us more attention and sponsorships and things like that so i would greatly appreciate that if you do so let's just jump right into it and start talking about this Star Wars stuff that's been going on recently. So uh, before I start my rant on <laughs> how unorganized and chaotic the Disney Plus day was, let's talk about that Boba Fett under the helmet mini documentary that just came out. It was okay. It was filled with stuff that myself and probably other Star Wars fans are already knew, but it was nice to see it in a video format 
not just reading it. I can actually see the footage of the original Boba Fett concept and the parade, the infamous parade that he was first ever featured at. And also getting to see George Lucas talk again about Star Wars. It was great. It definitely looked like a modern interview. He was definitely interviewed recently for that. And I guarantee you the footage used for the Boba Fett documentary is going to be some of the same footage that we're going to see him commentate on with the other documentaries that are coming down the line. Now, of course, we do have a George Lucas mini doc that is coming out, which I cannot wait for. That one, I mean, that that too, it's stuff I've never, it's probably stuff I've read before, like in his biography and other things like that. Um, it might actually be an adaptation of his, his biography that came out a couple of years ago. What's funny about it is it's just called George Lucas, A Life. A Life. <laughs> it's a terrible title for such an innovative young man who created so much for our modern world and cinema and storytelling and whatever. But anyway, I'm going to call it right now. I think I feel like the documentary of George Lucas will come out and it'll be called George Lucas, a life. It's my theory. So anyway, it was good. It was a good. It's like 20 minutes long. The under the helmet video. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch and you get to see a little bit of Rancho Obi-Wan, the infamous headquarters for Star Wars collectibles. And you get to see just a bunch of cool footage, but it's a nice, quick viewing. You can watch during a meal or on your lunch break at work, stuff like that. I highly recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Now, that was the only thing we got on Disney Plus Day for Star Wars. That was it. That was it. And what I want to spend a couple minutes talking about is the utter catastrophe that Disney Plus Day was. Yes, there was a lot of great announcements and lots of upcoming plates for what, what we can expect from like Marvel and Pixar and Disney proper and all that kind of stuff. But when it came to Star Wars, there was there was nothing, not even the sizzle reel that we got. That was actually a leaked sizzle reel that was only shown to investors a while ago, a while ago. It wasn't even supposed to be a Disney Plus Day featurette. It got leaked by someone at Lucasfilm or someone at Disney. They were actually never going to show that to us on Disney Plus Day. That was never part of their release schedule. Speaking of release schedule, how was anyone supposed to know what to look forward to with this event? And out of all the places to distribute your announcements, they decided to do it on Twitter as a mass tweet it was just, it was so chaotic. And, you know, there was people posting videos of like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, all this kind of stuff. And it was like, where do I find this stuff? I have to go through a thread of Twitter announcements on Disney Plus Twitter and hunt for this stuff. And it was just, it was kind of stressful, you know, and it was very unorganized. And I don't think it was beneficial to the brand. I do understand that they did that because they wanted social engagement they wanted people to have conversations about this on twitter but what would make it stand out more and get more people talking about it is if they had done a something like a comic-con something like a visual presentation like they did with investors day last year in november something something sweet and short but it gives you a chance to view everything on like a timeline or in a photo environment where you can actually see these announcements and you can engage with them that way it's just a nitpick. I'm sure they got a lot out of it. But for me, Disney Plus Day was a disaster. And I'm not just talking about what little Star Wars we got. And it's actually not even my, 
like their fault that we didn't get any Star Wars announcements. It's really on myself and the fandom because we just expected to hear something about Star Wars. They never told us they were going to give us anything except for the under the helmet mini doc that was released on Disney Plus. And that's what we got. That's all we got. But, you know, we're here to talk about breakdown, our first look at Obi-Wan and really go through this scissor reel and talk about the things that Deborah Chow said, that Uma McGregor said, and a look at the concept art too, which was very exciting to see. And if you're watching this live, I can take your thoughts and hear what you have to say about it too. But I'm pretty excited about this Obi-Wan stuff. And considering the stuff that we saw in the sizzle reel, I, you know, I didn't expect a sizzle reel, first of all. I didn't even expect a trailer. I honestly didn't expect anything for Obi-Wan yet, considering it just finished filming. I think it was two and a half weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And it's it's still fresh. And they probably want to keep it close to the vest too because this show is going to be such a big deal for this, this streaming service. But before we get into my deep thoughts on that, we've got to jump into our first segment of the show, which is Star Wars Replay. Now, I, I mean, we're starting the show later today because I didn't have enough time to really get the show ready in time. But also because of that, I didn't have time to, compilate a video for star wars replay so i'm just going to say it without the background music and the cool effects and all that kind of stuff so star wars replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in star wars history and this week all the way back in 1946 is actually the day or the week that alan dean foster was born he of course is a writer of many novels he's novelized star wars movies but also created his own independent star wars books such as um uh, splinter of the mind's eye the first ever novel released of of star wars books and just a great author does a lot of stuff for star wars so he was born this week also this week in 1978 was the week that the holiday special aired on cbs the infamous and terrible holiday special celebrating its anniversary this week in history and another birthday, in 1983, Adam Driver, that's right, the shirtless guy from The Last Jedi, was born in 1983 this week. Also, back in 1984, The Empire Strikes Back was released on video cassette, CED, and Laserdisc this week. And then back in 2003, it was actually the first release of Knights of the Old Republic on PC and Xbox platform. That was this week. And lastly, this week in history, in 2005, Industrial Light and Magic was awarded the National Medal of Technology by the White House for its innovations in visual effects technology for the motion picture industry, which is pretty cool. Now, what's interesting about that fact is I really can't find any photos of the ceremony, nor can I find an actual picture of that medal. So I question its validity, (laughs) but according to the Star Wars website, that is indeed what happened so we'll take them at their word but that was it for star wars replay we'll do that every week so tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in star wars history now as far as star wars news not a lot happened this week but there was one thing that i wanted to mention and that is about this woman right here chloe Zhao, who recently just directed the eternals film and also Best Picture winner last year, Nomadland. So it was last week only, or two weeks ago, that we actually talked about the possibility that she could be rumored to be directing 
the next Star Wars movie along with potentially Kevin Feige. And because he's also producing a Star Wars film up and coming. Well, it turns out those rumors are indeed false, as reported by The Hollywood Reporter. So they actually had a chance to talk with her and ask her these questions and really pry her on the result. Is she going to be directing a future Star Wars film? And the answer is no. She is not at all attached to a Star Wars film or project of any kind. And she's definitely not attached to Kevin Feige slash Michael Waldron's Star Wars film, which a lot of us thought was going to happen. I was one of those people. I really thought this rumor was to be true because of his her relationship with Kevin Feige and their rapport and how Feige has said he wants to work with her going forward. That was my that was my theory. I totally thought that was going to happen. I still believe that Chloe Zhao is the director attached and tapped to make Avengers 5. But now I'm starting to second-guess that, too. So we'll have to wait and see. Chloe Zhao is hot right now. A lot of people want to tap her for directing duties, being that she's an Academy Award winner. So we'll just have to wait and see more information on that. Before we get into the Obi-Wan thing, there was one more little thing I wanted to mention, and that was... Actually, it is related to Obi-Wan. So on IMDb, it was recently posted that Ice Cube is going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Ice Cube. Now, there has been no official word from any of the major trades on this. And we do know his son. uh, I forget his name. Something Jackson. He is confirmed to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was actually confirmed at what part he was going to play. Um, I forgot what that was, too. But he's, he's confirmed. And now I think people are just assuming that that also means his his father is going to be in it as well but i don't think this is real because ice cube has been known to uh be very anti-vaccination which i'm not complaining about i'm just stating that you cannot get onto a production set if you don't agree to get vaxxed and i pretty positive disney is requiring their employees to be to be vaccinated to do shoots. So that's why I don't think he's going to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I could be wrong. I don't know. Again, this isn't even a rumor spread around by major trades yet, but it's just something that I noticed someone talking about and I wanted to mention it. So anyway, that Obi-Wan sizzle reel. Let's really get into it because this brought me so much hype. For those of you that even watched the show for like three seconds you know that obi-wan kenobi is my favorite or most anticipated tv show coming not just in star wars but in general in in the world i cannot wait for this show and one thing i want to point out right away is the logo for obi-wan kenobi the eye in kenobi is his lightsaber that is brilliant it makes me so satisfied to see that and it's something so small and minute but anyway Let's take a look. By, let's take a first look at going through the concept art that was shown in that sizzle reel, and it starts off with one of Obi Wan Kenobi in a desert cape outfit, and this was actually something that was pretty universally expected by fans is to see Obi Wan Kenobi in this this type of attire, and it was even shown in a bunch of fan films about what happens to Obi Wan at this time period. So it's cool to see that this is actually they're 
may, possibly taking ideas from fandom or just from the comics themselves. But it's a great shot. There's also a shot of an Inquisitor's ship, but most importantly, with an Inquisitor in the shot. This will be our first live-action Inquisitory representation in Star Wars if this concept art comes to fruition. And then another one is some stormtroopers at a, a base. We'll talk about a speculation of what planet I think this could be on. But I love the green hue and the tone of this, this, this piece. There's also this the other, another concept art that shows the underworld of some planet. I'm guessing Coruscant. And there's actually two of which that show that. But they all have this really dark tone to it, which is very interesting. Whether it's just taking place at night or it's just showing how much things have changed since the rise of the Empire. There's another concept piece where it shows a couple X-Wings and some X-Wing pilots. And then, of course, we have concept art of Darth freaking Vader in his castle on Mustafar. Looking at some hologram could potentially be Papa Palps himself because it is a cloaked figure with a hood. But then again, it could also be Obi-Wan that he's looking at. Maybe video archive footage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who knows? And then the granddaddy of them all, the eighth wonder of the world, the concept art showing Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader battling it out one final time. And this is definitely the most alluring and interesting piece to be shown in this sizzle reel, which again, Disney did not plan on showing the public this concept pieces. These were leaked. It wasn't even a part of Disney Plus Day. We have to remember that. So the we as fans were not, or non-Disney investors, I'll say, we're not supposed to see these images. At least not this week. We were not supposed to. But this really raises all these all these images raise tons of questions and could potentially tell us what we can expect coming out of this show. And some of the first things I want to really talk about is the locations of these concept arts. So, of course, we're going to be on Tatooine. That is clear. Obi-Wan Kenobi is watching over Luke Skywalker. Ewan McGregor said it himself. This is his last mission to protect Luke Skywalker. And that begs the question, what about this last mission would cause him to leave the planet Tatooine? Because we see a bunch of other planets. In the, the one of the pieces that we see a bunch of stormtroopers hanging around on some empirical base, it could potentially be Moncala. Moncala is the home of the Mon Calamari, obviously. But it's an underwater planet, and it, this kind of looks like it takes place underwater with the green murkiness coming out through the window and the green undertones from the lighting. Potentially, it's where that could be. But it's definitely not Tatooine. <laughs> and then there's also the industrial side, the city side, that we see on these other two photos, which, to me, looks a lot like Coruscant. Could Obi-Wan Kenobi be making a return to the infamous home of the Senate of the galaxy? And, of course, the other photo looks like it could potentially be Coruscant as well, but maybe just on Tatooine. We'll have to see. And then, of course, there is this photo with the X-Wings. And, you know, it looks like a caved area, potentially a outer rim planet. A uh, possibility could be Dantooine. Dantooine was the home of the first rebel base ever. And during this time, the rebels are rising to, you know, power to rebel against the Empire, of course. So this could be that. And then, of course, seeing Vader in his chambers... 
would let us imply that we're going to Mustafar again. And not just by that picture alone, but also from the main concept piece where they're fighting in front of fire. This just makes me think, okay, we're going back to Mustafar. And it also raises the question, is this epic fight going to be calling back to their last fight on Mustafar? Are they going back to the same place to fight? Could Obi-Wan be seeking out Darth Vader instead of Vader seeking out Obi-Wan? Tons of questions to ask here. Tons of things going on. Going back to the Inquisitor photo. <laughs> this makes me so happy because one of the my grandest uh, expectations for the show is to see an Inquisitor. To see any live action Inquisitor, honestly. And from the looks of this, it looks like we're getting another sister Inquisitor. Now, it could be any of the number of sisters that are there, but I'd like to ask the question, could this be either the second sister or the seventh sister? The second sister was the one that we saw in the Jedi Fallen Order video game, while the other one was the one that we saw in Rebels, season one and two, I think. I think it could be the latter, because if you guys remember, the, the Inquisitor from rebels actually died by the hand of vader so having her show up in the live action obi-wan could possibly give a little bit more influence for vader wanting to kill her i mean vader doesn't need an excuse to kill anybody he's freaking vader he'll do what he wants but it could tie into that story a little bit better i don't know but the odds are it's probably going to be a brand new character a brand new inquisitor and i really hope this concept art is represented in the show itself because it would be so cool to see an Inquisitor and it makes sense add to the lore that is respectively fit into place where the show takes place. Now, is an Inquisitor hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi? I don't think so. I think an Inquisitor is hunting down lost Jedi that survived Order 66 and happens to stumble across Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then my theory then would be Obi-Wan Kenobi kills her and finds out these Inquisitors are working for Darth Vader. Oh, frick. I thought I killed Vader, a.k.a. Anakin, a.k.a. my brother. And then he goes and he hunts Vader down. Because Vader is the last major threat to Luke Skywalker. But then it begs the question, why? How on earth did Obi-Wan let Anakin get away a second time? How do they address that in this series? That's the big question for me. I don't care at this point anymore about how they make it tie in with the remarks made in A New Hope or the comments made by Vader in Return of the Jedi when he's talking to Luke on the balcony, when he says, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. These are easy fixes compared to why Obi-Wan and Vader separate again without killing one another. And it's something I cannot theorize on right at this very second, but it's something I think the writers of the show and Deborah Chow really should focus on. Well, actually, they've already shot it, so they've already focused on it. But we, you know, this show has been developed for about six years. It's been in development for six years. It started off as a movie. Now it's going to be a TV show. It's gone through tons of rewrites, major rewrites, tons of adaptations. And a lot of different writers and directors. And now we're finally going to get it. It's just, I think they did their homework. I think, what's the term? They understood the assignment. I think 
this show is going to be fantastic. These concept photos make me so damn excited. And to be honest with you, I know we're all really excited for a trailer. I don't need one. <laughs> I do not need a trailer for this show. It it already has my money. Even though I already pay for a Disney Plus subscription, if they had if I had to pay for this, I would pay for it. They got my money. Now, here is something interesting about this this series that I've seen a little bit of speculation on and that is is it really a one and done? Is it a limited series alone? Can we possibly see a season two? I do not think so. I think it is definitely a limited one and done. One, they've they've said that already. But two, also consider the fiscal aspect of it. This is a very expensive show. Ewan McGregor is actually a very... um, What is the word for it? He... A high demand actor. He has a very high range salary to request to do acting gigs. Believe it or not, he's act- he's actually a pretty well regarded actor, and I think that's because of his award and accolade uh, tropes to him. So, and for one thing, streaming shows do not rely on viewership. I kind of want to do a separate episode all about this, but it doesn't really relate to Star Wars per se it's more related to streaming services but they are not paid they don't determine what gets made and what gets a second season based on views they do it based on how many new subscribers that show pulls in so let's say for example obi-wan kenobi gets disney plus three million new subscribers that's very facetious but just for hypothetical. There is no way that the heads of Disney Plus streaming are going to be like, we have to do another show about Obi-Wan Kenobi. They'll definitely do that. But will it be a continuation of this story? Probably not. They could definitely do something else with Ewan McGregor, but again, he's a high-demand actor. He's got a high price range. But it's something to consider when we're looking at other shows like The Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian. If those views go up, the views don't matter. What matters is the subscription rate. If the subscription per show, per season that comes out, brings new people to Disney+, Plus, then they will greenlight additional seasons. It has nothing to do with the viewership. And I believe Obi-Wan Kenobi is not only going to get extreme high views... I also think this is going to be the most successful show for Disney Plus so far. And that that includes the Marvel stuff. I really do think this show brings in not just prequel fans, but the original trilogy fans. Because it ties in directly into what happens to A New Hope. But it also brings in sequel fans. It, everybody. It brings in everybody. Everyone loves Ewan McGregor. Winnie the Pooh fans love Ewan McGregor. Everyone loves Ewan. And I think this show is going to be huge. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be bigger than the Mandalorian. And that is, that is a high standard to put on the show, but we got to wait and see. That's just me. That might be me projecting my own anticipation for the show into the world or into this microphone. But I, I'm very curious to know what your, you guys thoughts are. And again, it's really interesting that the public was actually not supposed to see the sizzle reel. That's what's most fascinating to me because 
we all loved it. I mean, it, you saw it everywhere. I posted it on my Twitter. I, I screenshotted the entire video just so I could put on my Twitter to show people because it's so fantastic. I actually also tried to put it on the YouTube page, but copyright claim is actually blocked. And it said, no one will view your video, but you can have it on here, which is like, why? Why would I want to do that? Um, which makes me wonder how other people got to post it on their YouTube channels. I have no idea. Anyway, I love what we got so far. Can't wait for more. The theory is we're going to get a trailer and more information and interviews at Star Wars Celebration. I don't think so because I think I think Star Wars Celebration happens after this show comes out, which is sad. It's really sad. I also cannot wait to see Hayden again. Oh, imagine the trailer comes out and they just show Darth Vader as the last shot or he just takes off his helmet and you see Hayden underneath. I'm so excited. Anyway, that's really all I have for today. It's a shorter episode because there's not much going on. And uh, it's it's late. It's late where I am. So um, thank you guys for joining us live if you were watching live. We're coming back next week with another episode. By the way, if you did not catch it, last week I said I was doing two shows. One on my channel and then another on the Elite Review Podcast they invited me on last week. We did a ranking video, top five characters in all of Star Wars. If you want to see mine, head on over to their channel, the Elite Review Podcast, and you can see my conversation with those guys. And that is the show for today, everybody. I forgot to put my little logo on the screen, but now it's there. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, for some reason, it deleted all my likes on it already. I, it had like a couple on there, and then when I started the show, it rebooted. So like the video for me, if you don't mind. And subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Again, this month is dedicated to the deleted scenes of the prequel trilogy. So I will be posting those periodically throughout the week. Tomorrow there's another one coming. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I hope somehow, someway, somewhere this week, the Force is with you. Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.